You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Our match fellow adventurers, I... I'm in Talonus, the capital city, and I've just popped down to Westgard Library. The Westgard Library, a small stone building on the northern edge of a bustling quadrangle, the western section of the city, serves as a repository for historical documents and artefacts. Sanctioned by the Crown, the library is overseen by a small collective of scholars and sages who are always seeking to acquire, study, an archive, items of historical significance. Speak to one of the mages. You're met by a young scholar named Herwin. The young man, his long fingers twitching nervously, bows and asks, asks if you've come bearing any Aldevarian artefacts. There's a link to Aldevarian. The Aldevarian and the Varwenthian were the first and only and only two races of men to ever appear in Swift. Both these ancient races were seafaring folk, who sailed out of the north and arrived in southern Swift in the middle, middle of the epoch that historians now refer to as the Age of Storms. Ancient lore tells of a great cataclysm that took place far to the north over the Sundjan Sea in lands uncharted. In the wake of this profound disaster, both the Vorenthian and the Ardavari were forced to flee south, braving the vastness of the ocean, to at last, led by Seer, they arrived on the shores of northern Swift. The Ardavari, though fierce when threatened, were a people who generally preferred peace and sought prosperity. In the midst of the Ardavari were sorcerers who had mastery of an ancient magic, 
and who quickly learned to harness and control the raw magical energy abundant in the new world. The Rathom could not harness this magical energy, and forever resentful of the Ardavari for the advantages its power gave them. The realm of Ardavari spread far and wide throughout the world of Swift, and has since divided into many realms. So these are the precursors. They're also ancestors. Which means it tends to be if you want something inexplicable to turn up and do something, Ardivarian Relic. Yep, or something like that. There's been quite a few adventurers discovering these artifacts of late, he says, hoping we can fill in the missing pieces of our ever-growing collection. Thanks to adventurers such as ourselves, we're well on our way to doing precisely that. You learn that collective of, of sages and scholars that oversees the library is seeking to acquire Hardavarian artifacts in exchange for battle markers. There's a link there. Battle markers is a rare, valuable, and mysterious form of currency awarded at random to adventurers, usually in recognition of a brave or valorous feat. These small squares of waving bone are emblazoned with the solid silver silhouette of a dragon in flight. Beneath the silver dragon is a pair of crossed swords emblazoned in gold. How, why, and when battle markers are awarded is something that continues to puzzle even the most learned of sages. Should you acquire one or more of these valuable tokens, make sure you can keep them safe. Alright. I'll ask Curie to have a look at the artefacts you possess. With the help of several older colleagues, Curie begins a thorough examination of the artefacts in your possession. Your 11 uncommon divine artefacts are worth a total of 44 battle markers. Your 8 rare divine artefacts are worth a total of 48 battle markers. Your 1 very rare a divine artifact is worth eight battle markers. Your three extremely rare divine artifacts worth a total of 36 battle markers. The total value for all the divine artifacts in your possession is 136 battle markers. Okay, I'll cash them in. There they are, they're gone. Card Ardvari, Edouard, and his column. Delighted when you agree to sell them all the artifacts, they immediately take possession of the artifacts and promptly pay you a total of 136 battle markers. Hmm. But where did they get the battle markers from? Because apparently, you get them from battling, and these are librarians and scholars and Probably not the sort of people who go and do lots of battles. I mean, I am making assumptions. I mean, there are battle librarians. <laughs> but as a, as a rule, they're, they're too busy studying to spend much time fighting monsters and stuff. Yeah, maybe they just found a cache of them somewhere. How are any others? Thank you. 
and are quick to say that should you come across any more Arnivarian artefacts, you would be most interested in acquiring them. You bid the small gathering of sages and scholars farewell before turning and making your way out of the library. Suddenly, as you're about to leave the library, you're approached by Hildware, the young scholar. His fingers twitching nervously. He tells you he's recently come across something he'd like to discuss with you. Discuss the matter with Herwin. Speaking softly, in a quiet corner of the library, Herwin tells you that he's recently discovered an obscure passage in an ancient text that discloses the location of an op- a valuable object of antiquity. It's an Ardevarian amulet, he says. It's not magical. Also, it is I understood what I've come to learn about it. But it is the most important historical piece. I must be forthright soon. I know where the amulet is most is likely to be found. I wish to ask for your help in retrieving in retrieving it. Irwin tells you he will gladly exchange twenty five battle markers for the amulet, if you are able to find and return it to him. Agree to his proposal. The young scholar's face brightens upon your acceptance of the mission. After making certain what he's about to say isn't overheard, he tells you he believes the amulet can be found in an ancient tomb somewhere on one of the many small islands of rock that rise out of the deadly, bubbling depths of Tar Lake. According to the passage I deciphered, the island upon which the tomb may be found stabs into the sky like a great blade, he says. I regret there is little more I can tell you about it, although the amulet is another matter. Yemelim tells you the Ardivarian amulet, which lies somewhere within the tomb, is a piece, piece of carved stone attached to a thick iron chain. You learn that the stone portion of the amulet has been carved into the shape of a sherpin's head. The chain has likely long since become dust, he said, but the amulet itself will surely be intact. At least I can hope for that much. I mean, stone usually does last, as long as that stone isn't chalk or something. But I mean, I don't think anyone's going to make an amulet out of chalk. Well, not not the sort of thing you'll keep around. I mean, maybe you'll just knock one out to see if you can get, you know, as a you to do to do some lost wax casting or something with it. You know, make it out of chalk. Quickly knock the amulet out of chalk, then surround that with, with clay. So you have... Oh. No, that wouldn't work. Yeah, as prototype as a prototype. Yeah. Right, then you could dissolve the chalk. Right, I actually got that. You dissolve the chalk with some sort of acid. Then you have a hollow in the shape of the artifact. And then you pour you pour molten metal in it, and then you have a, a finely shaped metal uh, a finely shaped and then you have a metal artifact in the exact shape of the chalk one you can carve fairly easily. Something like that. It's a it's a common technique for making one-off 
one-off pieces of incredibly intricate metal work. Of course, it's called the Lost Wax Method, because usually the, the, the first one is made out of wax, which you just melt and pour out. Pour out of the mold. Of course, you've got to do a little... Of course, there's going to be a little little ridge or something on you have to file that off at the end i cannot rightly convey to you the importance of this piece soup its historical significance what will tell us what secrets it may unlock it's overwhelming to even contemplate such things at length having no desire to listen to Herwin's long-winded and somewhat dry account of the importance of ambulance to the ancient Diodavaris. You politely excuse yourself by telling the young scholar you wish to embark on, upon the mission at once. Yes, yes, of course, he says, bowing. I will believe we have now begun the task of recovering the amulet. It does trouble me, of course, to have you venture into such a treacherous place. But please note that I wouldn't have, made, have even made mention of any of this were it not for my complete confidence in your ability. Thank you again, Zoop. Remember, the island upon which the two may be found stabs into the sky like a great blade. With that, you bid her in farewell and make your way out, out of the library. To visit Tar Lake, travel to Griffin Crags in central Tosia, and look for a Tar Lake under nearby locations. Okay... Here we are. Okay, travel Central Tosa, Griffin Crags, Tar Lake. Here we are. You're standing on the southern shore of Tar Lake, a perilous, bubbly morass of tar, in the midst of a vast region of forest known as known as the Griffin Crags. Dozens of stone islands thrust their jagged peak through the thick black undulating surface of the deadly tar bog. At its widest point, Tar Lake is nearly a mile across. Standing at, staring out over the sinister mire, you spot a tall, sword-shaped pinnacle of rock jutting into the, jutting into the sky out of the very centre of the morass. Realise at once you're looking at the island, which was described to you by Owen back in Westgard Library. A small, scony track runs along the edge of the bog between its southern and western shores. There's a link for more info. The perilous black depths of Tar Lake have claimed countless wary and foolhardy souls. This vast morass of thick, bubbling tar lies deep within the forest region of central Tysa, known as the Griffin Cracks. Dozens of small islands of stone rise out of the deadly tar bog adding to the sinister appearance of the treacherous lakes. Some adventurers, although who can believe anything an adventurer saves, say claim to have successfully navigated their way to the heart of the mire. While it is possible there is some truth in this account, it is extremely likely there are many who have attempted to cross the lake, only to have the fathomless abyss become their tomb. Another legend maintains that the souls of those who perish in the bog will now and again rise out of the mire 
in the form of a fearsome guardian spirit known as Ulgorabra. To visit Tart Lake, travel to Griffin Track, Cap Crags and Central Tulsa. Yes, now that Ulgora, he's another one of those multiplayer battle scenarios. Now if there's if there's enough time and he's active, I'll show him off. Okay, so So I can go to the western shore of Tar Lake or make my way to the pinnacle of rock. I'll do that first. Making use of concealed patches of stone and the exposed tips of rock pinnacles that jut through the surface of the morass, it may be possible for you to make your way into the very heart of the deadly mire. Please be warned, however, that such an endeavour could easily result in an untimely and rather gruesome demise. Oh, yes. Oh, oh, oh being hot and drowning? Oh, that's like double bad! Double bad! Attempt to make your way to the pinnacle of rock. I mean, even the goblins in the Hall of Ruin either drowned or burned. They did one or the other. They didn't do both at the same time. Attempt to make your way to the pinnacle of rock. You begin the slow and treacherous journey towards the towering island of rock in the heart of the tar bog. You covered nearly 10% of the distance to the storm-shaped island when you suddenly find yourself struggling to allocate a safe direction in which to take your next step. Here, picking a number, bonus of 70, 20 from woodmanship, 10, 20 from mine, 20 from aura, 10 from luck. So if I had woodmanship at 100, success would be guaranteed because I've got to get 75, but... Very, very few people are going to get woodmanship to 100. Because uh, it doesn't do anything directly. But it does help in a lot of checks. And you do use it a lot of times to fight to find things. Uh, I mean, there's a benefit to leveling to 100, but... Probably... Probably, so I think most people who get woodmanship to level 100 probably have ev all the skills at level 100. Right, picking. 121. You manage to find a firm patch in the midst of the bubbling tar before you. After testing the spot, top spot with your foot, you deem that it will safely support your weight. Without further hesitation, you step onto it. You covered nearly 20% of the distance of the sword-shaped Isle of Rock when you suddenly find yourself struggling to a case of safe direction which should take your step. Oh, it's the same trick again. 73. Failure. You suddenly lose your footing and plunge into the deadly bubbling tar, strictly sinking up to your waist in the, in the oozing morass. Much to your horror, you discover the tar just beneath the weaving surface of the lake is near to boiling. 24 damage. Badly burned by the hot tar. You manage to pull yourself back onto your makeshift, onto the makeshift path you've been following. To take you a few moments to settle your nerves and recover from the painful ordeal, 
we once again prepare to continue towards a sword-shaped pinnacle of stone. Alright, I'm still 20% of the way there. Pick again. 120 success. You manage to find a firm patch in the midst of the bubbling tar before you. After testing the spot with your foot, you deem that it will safely support your weight. Without hopeless of hesitation, you step onto it. Right, 30%, same check. 154, pass. 40%, 98, pass. 50%, 122, pass. 60%, 98, pass. 70%, 148, pass. 80%, 115, pass. You cover the remainder of the distance to the towering sword cape. Pinnacle of rock with relative ease, hopping across the exposed backs of several massive boulders as you cross the deadly morass. At last, at the end of your long and perilous trek, you safely reach the sto to stony, stony shore. Short the sword stone pinnacle you've now dubbed Sword Island. You're standing on the stony shore of the sword sake pinnacle of rock you've dubbed Stored Island. Yes. And I get to do that because I've got there and know as far as I know if anyone else has got there they died on the way back. So that doesn't count. This is, without any doubt, the island described to you by heroine back in Westgard Library. This is, it is on this large, jagged piece of stone Rising out of the bubbling depths of Tar Lake, that you hope to find both the tomb and the amulet. Search for the tomb. Suddenly, less than a dozen yards from the shore of Sword Island, the bubbling black surface of the of the surface of the bog begins to weave wildly. Strange hissing, popping sounds rise into the air. As thirteen tar-covered, vaguely humanoid shapes emerge from the infernal boggling mire, you watch in horror as the tar men swiftly draw up to the shore of the small rocky island. So I could flee, but honestly, I don't want to run fast around here. This is not the sort of place you want to go quickly in, because I'll just have myself burned alive. So, so no, I'm going to hold my ground and engage the tar men. Especially since these tar men, being made out of tar, won't have to be careful. In fact, they might just get bigger and stronger if I go into the tar. The thirteen tar men step onto the stony shore of the island and promptly surround you, cutting off any chance of immediate escape. The first of the strange, tar-covered beings moves silently towards you, its powerful arms drawn back in anticipation of delivering you a devastating blow. Oh no, not one of those. It's a tar man. Yes, the silent being of tar swipes you with its broad, oozing limbs. And presumably hot as well. You have slain your foe. 6 XP. The tar man swiftly melts into a pool of bubbling black liquid at your feet before sliding back into the roiling depths of the deadly bog. You promptly turn your attention to your twelve remaining foes. 
The next of the 12 remaining tile men moves swiftly towards you, his powerful arms drawn back in anticipation of delivering you a devastating blow. So another tile men are just going to keep fighting. Just keep fighting. And we I'm looking out for if there's any specials. Slain. Alright, there's 11 left. Another 6 XP for that. Is there a special? That's all I care about. That one's slain. 6 XP. Another tile men. Oh, it's just a brutal stroke for 13 damage. Okay, now I can quick combat these because I've, I've seen the specials. 9, quick combat. 8 left. 8. Quick combat. Well, what's all this? Here comes number 7. Quick combat number 7. 7. Alright, 6 left. Quick combat. That's five left, quick combat. Four left, quick combat. Three left, quick combat that as well. Alright, two left, that's the penultimate one. The tarman swiftly melts into a pool of bubbling black liquid at your feet before sliding back into the roiling depths of the deadly bog. You promptly turn your attention to your last remaining foe. The last of the tar men moves silently towards you, its broad, dripping limbs poised to deal you a mighty and decisive blow. So tar man is the last of them. And it is slain. 6 XP and 208 XP to general. Let's see, that'll be... Yep, 16 XP for each one that you slay. And this is a repeating. And this, this, these things repeat, so technically that makes this another grind spot. Not a particularly good grind spot, but a grind spot. The last of the time, it swiftly melts into a pool of bubbling black liquid at your feet before sliding back into the roiling depths of the deadly bog. With no more of the strange tar beings in sight, you relax your guard and spend the next several moments recovering from the brutal encounter. Which means it's time to heal. Magically. Alright, this is without a doubt the island described to you by Huin back in Westcard Lively. It is on this large, jagged piece of stone, rising out of the bubbling depths of Tar Lake, that you hope to find both the tomb and the amulet. Search for the tomb. It doesn't take long to find the entrance to the tomb. Yes, yes, things do tend to go quicker when you've not got vaguely humanoid abominations trying to kill you. On the northern side of the island, after carefully transversing a narrow ledge that skirts the base of the pinnacle, you discover the crumbling remains of an ancient Ardevarian crypt. You are standing on the north side of Sword Island, the base, base of a massive sword-shaped pinnacle stone, before the toppled remains of an Ardevarian tomb. In the centre of the ancient rubble, a set Crumbling steps descends into darkness. 
climb down into the crypt. Okay, okay, I'm going to be very careful to record absolutely all my observations here. Because context matters. With your reliable light source stabbing through the gloom, you cautiously descend into the ancient tomb. Okay, I'm right in the middle of the tomb. And there's T-shaped junctions to the north, east, south and west. You're standing at the base of the steps that lead up and out of the ancient Dardavarian tomb. Wide passages lead off in all directions. Plunging into deep gloom beyond the range of your light. An inscription has been carved into the door in the centre of the dungeon. Read the inscription. Due to your mastery of law, you are able to weave the ancient Ardavarian word. Verse, as seven yet stand, so shall my west be eternal. Hmm. So I've got to kill seven somethings. And that will wake up the master of this tomb, who I'll probably also have to fight. And then I can get the amulet. Amulet. The eerie silence, broken only by the lonely sound of your footfalls, fills the musty passages of this ancient Ardavarian tomb. Okay, found the first question mark. The passage ends in the shattered remnants of a once grand sarcophagus. Hmm, well, it wasn't me that smashed it. Engravings on large fragments of stone that lit to the floor depict a crowned, sword-wielding man standing between two bent trees. Suddenly, a vicious hit erupts out of the gloom at the base of the corridor. You instinctively draw yourself into combat ready stance as your eyes lock onto the gruesome figure now emerging from the darkness behind the crumbling shell of, of the ancient sarcophagus. The tall, chain-clad skeletal warrior, his fleshless fingers tightly gripping the hilt of a rusted longsword, hisses as it steps over a pile of rubble and staggers along the passage towards you. Hold your ground and engage the skeletal guardian. Hissing wildly, the fleshless guardian of this long-forgotten tomb moves into melee rage, his rusted blade poised to strike the skeletal tomb guardian. Skeletal Guardian hisses as it slashes at you and is slain. 21 XP, 32 XP to general. With a final ragged hiss, the armoured skeleton crumples to a pile of splintered bone at your feet. You step back from the shattered remains of the undead guardian and exhale sharply. A thorough search of, of through the rubble that's shown about the end of the passage reveals a sizable collection of items and treasure. Alright, ooh. An uncommon Ardivarian artifact. And some other stuff. And 14 gold. Hmm. I guess the Ardivarian used a currency which, if not identical to ours, is close to it. Hmm. Yes, I guess they use gold too. Well, gold-ish. Gold-ish. 
After making certain you haven't overlooked anything of value, you turn, prepare to resume your exploration of the ancient crypt. I mean, if they, I mean, I wouldn't be able to find anything if they'd used paper money or cowrie shells or little st or stone discs or were a society without currency. Well, that is difficult to do. Okay, there we are. You vividly recall your encounter with the skeletal tomb guardian who long stood watch over the smashed remnants of this defiled grave. Alright, wait, I thought the I thought this thing messed the grave when it got out. Hmm, oh well. Alright, the same engravings of the large fragments of stone that litter the floor depict a crowned sword wielding man standing between two bent trees. Suddenly Yep, and it's another one of those guardians. So quick combat that twenty one XP, thirty two to general. And a mediocre loot drop. And nineteen gold. Okay, that's the north part done. Okay, all right, going west, east, north part, the east part, shattered convent, and suddenly another skeletal guardian pops out. Just gonna bash up, brutal stroke, 14 damage, another brutal stroke, but nevertheless, it is slain. 21 XP, 32 to general. And some loot. I mean, after those untold heaps of bow and all the other loot, seems like a like a time climb down. But oh well, thirty two gold still. All right, the south side of the east side. Open the sarcophagus. Oh wait, right, this one's different. This broad circular chamber. To the south of one of the crypt's eastern passage contains an ornate stone sarcophagus. Engravings on the lid of sarcophagus depict a crowned, sword-wielding man between two bent trees. Open it. Despite several violent attempts, you are unable to budge the weighty lift of the sarcophagus. Hmm, what I need? A crowbar. But crowbars haven't been invented yet. So I'm just going to have to solve the puzzle instead. Okay, so that's the one I've got to slay the seven to get out. Right, south side, east side of south side. Suddenly, yes, 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 you're, you're an undead guardian in the tomb. Yes, I am so surprised. I mean, I never expected to find an undead guardian in the tomb. I mean... That is completely without precedent. Yep, skeletal guardian. Pisses as it slashes at you and is slain. 21 XP, 32 XP to general. And some loot. Only one piece of it is worth taking. 16 gold. Alright, now the west side of the south side. Suddenly, Guardian, quick combat, 21 XP, 32 to general, 
and there we are there and some loot of course it was worth taking eight gold okay nearly done nearly done now just the west side so the north side of the west side there are the tomb same pattern engage the skeleton guardian quick combat 21 xp 32 xp to general the final wagged hiss. The armored skeleton crumples into a pile of splintered bone at your feet. You step back from the shattered remains of the undead guardian and exhale sharply. A thorough search through the rubble, the stone about the end of the passage, reveals a sizable collection of items and treasure. Okay, yep, yeah, yeah. some treasure and 21 gold. Alright, south side, I think this is the last one. The seventh, engage the skeleton guardian, quick combat that one. 21 XP, 32 XP to general. And I can look for some loot. None of it's worth taking, but I do get 25 gold. Okay, now let's go back to that one tomb that we couldn't wade. Okay, no, no, the south side of the east side. Okay, now I can open it. With great effort, you manage to slide the weighty stone lift off the sarcophagus. The massive slab of stone topples from its ancient perch and strikes the floor of the cha chamber with a reverberating thud, fracturing it to nearly a dozen fragments upon impact. A lone... A lone moan rises out of the open sarcophagus. Of course it's moaning. I ruined its sarcophagus. Of course it's angry. Do you have any idea how expensive those things are? You instinctively draw back from the side of the sarcophagus and draw yourself into a defensive stance. Your wariness is quickly rewarded with a low, ominous moan echoing off the walls of the chamber. A rotted corpse rises into a seated position in the sarcophagus. Hmm. I guess the sarcophagus was sealed in some way because there's still some flesh left, even though it's thousands of years old. The hideous cadaver, his decayed head still fitted with the crumbling remnants of an iron crown, slowly turns his haunting gaze in your direction. Okay, now... Now, look, I'm very sorry. Look, I'm sorry about disturbing your tomb. Now, look, I mean, we, 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 I can find some craftsmen to fix it now. Look, oh, yeah, those seven guardians, yeah, yeah, they're slain, but they're jerks. Look, look, I, I, you can go back to West. I just need to get the Art of Iron Artifact and ask you a few questions about it and about your life. How about that? No? No, you want to kill me? Okay. Holdly, suddenly, in a series of lurching movements, the crown corpse begins to climb out of the sarcophagus. Because of course it does. As the undead being's fleshless feet land on the floor of the chamber, his bent, tattered hands grasp at the level-wrapped hilt of the iron wog, what still 
slung from his belt. A vicious hiss slips out through the corpse's paper-thin lips as the long-dead king, whose illustrious deeds, part of the vast but forgotten history, steps to staggers towards you. Hey, hey, you, undead king! Could you tell me about your many illustrious deeds? I really want to hear about your many illustrious deeds. I mean, you might be one of my ancestors. I mean, actually, considering how far back you go, you're almost certainly one of my ancestors. Because when you go back that far, the amount of ancestors you have is more than the number of people they are. There are so. Yeah, because you know you get you double you double the number of ancestors each generation, so it quickly gets crazy. You sense you in the presence of a powerful specimen of undead. Right. Hold your ground and engage the undead king, or flee immediately. Hmm. Look, look, maybe if I leave him alone for a while, he'll calm down and be ready to give me a full biography. Okay, I'll, I'll leave you be for a while. While, your highness. Toodaloo. As you turn to flee from the chamber, you're suddenly overcome by a, par a paralysing sense of dread. Oh no. I have engaged in archaeological malpractice. Ah. Bonus of 60. 20 from spirit, 20 from mind, 20 from body. Got to get 100 or more or I get spooked. 97. Failure. Stricken with profound terror and unable to flee the chamber. You manage to turn and draw yourself to combat Lady Stance as you prepare to engage this powerful undead lord. Oh no, gotta fight ya. The, the crowned corpse, a long-forgotten king, raises his rusted iron rod as he draws to within melee range. Awfully sorry about this, your highness. I mean, I, I would have preferred to, you know, ask you questions, but, you know... You're trying to kill me. And that, that, that kind of gets in the way. So Watting King. The Watting King strikes at you with his rusted iron rod. Hmm. An iron rod which probably looked really cool before it got all rusted. Probably had engravings on it. Maybe even little jewels embedded in it. But are now all covered with rust. This might be a bit of scepter. Yes, he's wearing a crown, which also probably looked a lot better, you know, before it got all rusted and crumbling. Yes, Ozymandias, king of kings, I am looking upon your works, you mighty, and I am despairing. But not, not because I'm afraid. I'm just despairing. Because I don't know what you did! Don't know who you are! It's very annoying! Yes, strike to do with his rusted iron wad. Yes, and he is slain again. Okay, okay, now you're dead. Now, can you give me a full biography now? 
38 XP, 256 experience to general. You step back from your moving pile of bones and decayed flesh and stare down at the gruesome remains of the undead king. A quick search of the chamber reveals the following. Yeah, there's some loot. It's better loot than the last loot. Yes, so now I shall sing a song about the loot. On the loot. Loot, 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 the loot. Loot, 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 loot. And for and fifty one gold tokens. Hmm. I mean, he's not much of a king if he only has fifty one. I think he might have been a king in a, you know, a city state sort of period sense, where where you know, you know, it's a stage stage in a country. Well, st- all stages. Some some countries go through this stage multiple times. Where pretty much anyone who, who can control, say, a town calls themselves a king. You know, rather than, say, the late medieval concept of kingship, where, you know, a king ruled more than a million people. And the country was hundreds of miles across, and, you know, had and dealt with politics on a continental level, nearly. And could, and could have armies of tens of thousands, and, you know, which probably had, and had near absolute authority, apart from, you know, all those usurpers, barons who keep, you know, having the king stabbed and putting a new king in. After making certain you haven't overlooked anything, you make your way up to sarcophagus and cautiously peer inside. 32 XP to general. Lying at the bottom of the sarcophagus, atop the disintegrated remnants, what must have been dozens of failed scrolls, is the very item you came here in search of. The stone amulet carved in the shape of a serpent's head. Without hesitation, you reach down into sarcophagus and retrieve the object of your quest. It's a serpent's head amulet. This wa- this heavy stone amulet, roughly the size of your fist, has been carved to resemble the head of a fang serpent. This is the amulet described to you by Hilron of Westgard Abbey. With the amulet now safely in your possession, you turn your thoughts to making your way out of this musty tomb and head back into the open air. Oh, uh, bye bye, tomb. Alright, you peer into the empty, lidless, empty sarcophagus as you vividly recall your encounter with its ghastly occupant. Now, it just so happens that if I have a certain item, a certain quite expensive item, then there'd be more to discover. But I don't have that item. Maybe I'll get that item later. Maybe I won't. But either way, I have the Ardivarian artifact, and, well, and it's time to return it.
climb the stairs and leave the tomb. You carefully make your way up the set of crumbling stairs and out of the ancient crypt. Move away from here. Leave the island. Your woodmanship skills allow you to safely request your steps across the perilous tar bog. Hmm. Did I put little flags in the safe place? I probably should have done that. Yeah, I'm going to say I did that. When I found a safe place, I just put little flags in. So now I can just follow the path between the flag. Between the flags, you know, like people... Like people do to cross other perilous tracks, places like... Like, uh... Like that place near Foulness Island. A short while later, you're once again standing on firm ground at the edge of Tar Lake. Okay, there is an adventure here called A Book of Secrets. The man who introduces himself as Arlen shows you several nasty gashes along his white side and tells you he's foolishly ventured into the cave in search of a book he knew to be hidden in its depths. Well, I guess, well, now that's been... Now that's been teased, I guess that will be the next episode. Alright, let's go to Talonus. Auto heal. Alright, the grey circle. No, no, no. The West Guard Library. The West Guard Library, a small stone building at the northern edge of a bustling quadrangle in the western sector of the city serves as a repository for historical documents and artefacts. Sanctioned by the Crown, the library is overseen by a small collective of scholars and sages who are always seeking to acquire, study and archive items of historical significance. Hmm. Hmm, well, it's not weird. It's, it's more of a... Not really a library, then, is it? I mean, if it's having things other than books, it's more of a. I can't say an archive. I guess you could you as an archive can have items and documents. Yeah, I was going to say it's it's the West Guard archive. Now that that makes more sense because a library implies it's all books. And other documents, like folios, magazines, so on. Speak to one of the sages. You're once again met by Herwin, the young scholar, his long fingers twitching nervously. He's quick to inquire about the progress of your mission to find and retrieve the serpent's head amulet. Hilden's eyes open wide when you retrieve the serpent's head amulet from amongst your other belongings and place it in his trembling hands. He studies the curious object closely for several moments before carefully placing it in one of the pockets sewn into the front of his tunic. He's got it now. I dare, dare not dream you would find it, stammers the young scholar, grasping you by the hand his smile broadens. This is a day I shall not forget. Thank you, Zoop. As promised, Hulon presents you with a pouch containing 25 battle markers. So I now have 215 of them.
me again, thanks you. After lingering in the library for the better part of an hour, during which time we enjoy a steaming mug of Palo, while conversing with the young scholar, you bid Colin farewell and prepare to set, set off on your way. Perhaps I can seek you out again, should the need arise. He calls after you make your way towards the door. You turn and nod at Herdwin. He salutes you with a final wave as you step out onto the street. 512 experienced a general, and that completes this adventure. Well, or quest, I guess. Let's see, there's still more stuff. Yeah, there's quite a few things left to do still in Talonus. But that will be for later. So next time, I'll find out what that Book of Secrets adventure is about. And until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.